All right, I, I haven't got time to mark this motherfucker. Here we go again. We can't hear anybody. Nobody can talk to anybody. You guessed it, Pressure Points. Your two favorite hosts. I'm D, and this is professional PR executive AJ. We're coming at you with Season 5, Episode 17. Completely ethical episode. Nothing to see here. I promise. AJ is going to be on his best behavior. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Points of Pressure. Well, turn the fucking thing off, you dumbass. Yeah, everything's completely above board, as it is normally around yeah. here. I don't make empty promises in intros, ever. I just realized that the last episode, I didn't take out those weird artifacts from the uh, soundboard. I didn't remove them. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> Nobody said anything. We haven't lost any viewers. Oh, I guess it is. It is. I mean, we Listeners. haven't gained any viewers either because nobody watches yeah, this. Whatever. Same thing. <laughs> so, how's your week going? Oh, yeah, nothing new. Nothing yeah. too crazy or exciting. Yeah. I enjoyed. I'm enjoying not being in school. Yeah. For spring break. Hell yeah! Not bad. Fixed my car. Dope. Congrats. Found some mines. Just got back like two hours ago. Not a <laughs> so. Easy. I'm tired. This is this is a sleepy AJ episode. Normally it's sleepy D. Yeah, most it's sleepy. Most AJ. every episode is a sleepy D episode. Yeah. But yeah, good. Yeah. How was your trip? It was good. It was I cool. burned a little bit of rubber, but they were new tires. Hey, I mean, on, on you, got, rocks. you got fucking rubber to spare now. Exactly. And uh, yeah, found some places to hopefully go back to in the next couple of weeks once it isn't fucking raining in the middle of the desert I to go into some of the. Oh, it's great. But it's not great when you're trying to go into mines. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's totally cool. Yeah. Mines and don't fill up with water. You get to the bottom a lot quicker. Yeah, exactly. Just They're just shorter. <laughs> yeah. You can get more, get into more of them. They're actually just shorter hallways to pools at the bottom. Perfect. Yeah. Indoor pool. Yeah. Way cooler. There were a couple that had like the concrete around them and then they were like rebar cross beams oh, to block yeah. them. But one of the first one that we actually found, one of the crossbeams had a section cut out of it, and I could fit in it if my arms go above my head and I suck in. <laughs> my go. wife can fit in it like no problem. Yeah. And I really wanted to go into it, but it's it was such a steep, like mine entrance. Oh, there was, was too like, sketchy. I couldn't climb back out. I'm too tubby. I <laughs> well, need a we'll rope. We'll bring we'll bring a rope next. Time. Yeah, a rope and some ascenders, and we'll yeah. be fine. A rope. Some KY jelly and some ascenders. <laughs> Perfect. We'll make it. We'll bring a an angle grinder. Yeah, there we go. I should really bring an angle grinder on some of these, get into some of these closed off mines. Yeah, fucking go for it. Hell yeah. I know one that's a protected archaeological site. We can just grind right on in there and go get us some moccasins. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Easy peasy. I Let's do it. All right, well. All right. I, I guess let's let's talk about ethics today. Yeah, so I, I recently started an ethics class. No, I didn't. <laughs> Ew God. I I think I have to take like an ethics and philosophy class or something at some point. I hope not, but we'll see. <laughs> I've got my my road soda here. Cherry vanilla. Lukewarm. Coke Zero. Room temperature. Ugh. It's been up in the mountains and then back down, so it's almost flat. <laughs> So I need you to talk for the next 20 seconds while I drink some because my, no. so, my throat's so dry. Honestly, 
fucking room temperature soda is the worst fucking thing in the world. And I know that you like it. And I know that my girlfriend like it, likes it. And her whole fucking family does too. Hey, I also like it ice cold. I know you do. But I choose not to drink like lukewarm soda. No, fuck that. Hey, well, I could go get you some. If I'm if I'm gonna get diabetes, I'm gonna do it the way that I enjoy doing it. Uh, uh, fair enough. <laughs> I could go go upstairs and get you some some nice ice cold diet ginger ale that my grandfather dropped off for some reason. I'd fuck with it. It's actually pretty good. If yeah, you like aspartame, it. no, I'm not gonna walk up there. You can go get it yourself. Okay. Pause the recording. I'm, I'm gonna... not gonna. Okay, cool. you just I'll run up. Back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. spitball. Uh, you no, no, no. It's just, on the counter. Just start Ice the is intro in the to your episode because I'm gonna remember it as much as if I were down here or if I wasn't in ten minutes. What in, this is the intro. No, no, no to my I'm episode. saying yeah. Just start. You know start we're recording right now. No, I'm saying like talk about what you're gonna talk about. I'm not going. to. I will to. have forgotten about it anyway. I'm gonna. No, I'm just gonna put your social. I'm gonna be reading your social. Okay, he's he's leaving. Yeah, go for it. He's leaving. So his uh, D D's address. <laughs> And his social security number. No, on a brief aside, while he's away, I'm working on a secret project. He's yelling. Oh, he almost fell. <laughs> um, I heard him swear up the stairs. So, I'm working on cutting together a bunch of Holocaust survivors' interviews. Cutting them down to, you know, tell a story specifically about, you know, certain... Just, just you know, how it was. For people in daily life, um, in in Germany or Vienna, uh, sorry Austria. So that's probably going to come to the Patreon here in a couple of weeks, at least one. My pilot, see how you guys like it. But if you're interested in that kind of thing, I've got a bunch of them. So I could either do videos, where it's the the interview, f- like audio, with video footage from the time period. Or I can just put them out as like a sub PP podcast. I don't know. Uh, let me know. Contact us on the uh, the social media if you want to, and tell me if that's a good idea or just a terrible idea. And don't be too specific because D answers those, and I don't want him to know what's going on because he's an idiot. Oh, here he comes. I better shut up. I don't. I don't want him to know how much. Stuff I said about his mom's vagina. It's okay. Go for it. You found the diet ginger ale? Yeah. It wasn't ice cold. No. You get ice and make it cold, you idiot. I did. That's what I just fucking did. You said it was ice cold, though. Yeah. It's ice cold when you put it in a cup with ice. Ooh. It's still fuzzy. Uh, Sorry. Sorry that took so long. I stepped once again. Into the cat food. I heard. Out of the fucking cat food dish. Yeah. The cat food that... My wife feeds the cat that isn't ours. That is some for some reason inside. <laughs> and if, well, if we leave it out, the raccoons get attracted, and then they'll oh, eat our chickens. So that's fair. Then, then I then I rescind my previous angry statement. Thank you. I won't tell her. I, no, she probably heard me. She's right upstairs. Yeah, oh, yeah. She likes to put her ear to the floor when we're recording. Ooh, that looks like a nice off. Slightly yellowish, clearly. I can't wait to just burp all episode. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you better not. I better make sure this is actually recording. Okay, it is. I did hit record. Okay. Coffee grounds in there. <laughs> How are there coffee grounds in this cup? <laughs> I don't know. That's fine. Okay, so let's talk about my completely ethical episode. <clears throat> A few weeks ago, 
I talked about nuclear nincompoops. Yeah. A few years ago, we talked about institutional review boards. Mm-hmm. IRBs, season one, episode two. Perfect. That's actually a pretty good episode. I don't know if it held up. I had a lot of fun recording it. Um, but I mean, honestly, we could do it again. Oh. I mean, no, I feel like I've done it again multiple times in different ways. Like I've talked about just more of the stuff that led to the creation. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to blast from the past way back in ancient history, January 15th, 1994. Oh, damn. That's a long time. I remember 1994 (laughs) like it was yesterday. I don't. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, D was lounging in the backyard. 15 years old. And Freshly 45 waxed. years old. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Bill Clinton, mm, best, best president we've ever the had. The third best president. Perfect. Uh, he formed an, invi- an advisory committee on human radiation experiments because the new like department head of the Department of Energy create a new policy based on transparency. So they declassified 1.6 million pages of information. And a lot of those pages dealt with human experiments with radiation. Nice. It was bad enough that the president had to say, oh, let's let's put a committee together for this. <laughs> Actually, let's put a group together so one person doesn't have to read 1.6 million pages <laughs> and come yeah. to a conclusion as to how we should proceed. Yeah, so these were newly released records, and they, they were pretty hefty. Starting in the 1940s, of course, when nukes were developed, as far as we know, the Atomic Energy Commission wanted to figure out what all this radiation is. What is this thing? So for a while there, just Americans would go to a random hospital for, say, a checkup or a shot or they're not feeling well. Decent chance you, among your vitamins, you would get a shot of plutonium. Fuck. They would just, they just did this to like a couple dozen people. Go for it. Yeah. Randomly. Why not? Yeah. Why not? It's totally fine. Completely ethical. Completely. Nothing to see here. Yeah, and they were just... Oh, I said the episode title. <laughs> oh, whoa. See why it's called he that? He said the name! He said that's why they call it that. Of course, it was dispro- disproportionately targeted towards African Americans. Of course. No, I don't believe that. <laughs> I know, that doesn't pan for the In U.S. The government. In the United States, I don't, I don't think <laughs> that that would ever happen. Yeah, Eb Cade was one of the first injected... Just at a hospital. He went in. He was a construction worker. He was a concrete worker. Um, he was he was healthy. He was considered middle class, even for an African-American person during the time period. And he was hit by a car. Nothing too serious, but he had some micro fractures. And the entire his... front of the car had plutonium needles <laughs> on the front of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's how they, that's how they got you. <laughs> but some fractures on the patella, his radius, his ulna. Uh, so arm, leg. Little fucked up. He goes into the doctor. He stumbles into the doctor and he says, Hey, I got hit by a car. So the doctor And the fucking character from Fallout, the <laughs> the Pip Boy dude, the little yeah, smiling guy yeah. walks out, he's like, I've got just the thing for you. <laughs> yeah, he's the fucking <laughs> He's doctor. just squirting out like glowing juice <laughs> <Yeah>. from needles. <laughs> Seriously, the the doctor basically said, Well, this specimen is in fine shape for an African American Well, he probably didn't say African American. He probably said 
other no he actually called him for a colored man he's yeah. he's in quite good condition jesus christ like a fucking it's a quote car. it's a quote it's not ha doesn't use no those no words. oh god i was like what do you mean yeah it is a quote from the doctor <laughs> fuck <laughs> i i didn't specify that yeah and instead of you know doing anything for any of the broken bones for 20 days he what? kept injecting him with plutonium 239 what the fuck first human documented to be injected with this when what year is this this was in the in the 40s, early 40s. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and they they just 20 days, broken bones, whatever. I mean, to be fair, the, he was glowing by the end of it. He probably had like plenty of radium items in his home. He was probably drinking radium water prior to going over to the doctor. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But <laughs> he had a radium infused splint on when he got to the doctor, <laughs> yeah. so. So they after 20 days, they finally did something with his like gave him a cast or something no they was just like this went, really fucking like, hurts 20 days <laughs> looks like it's already fused back together you are pretty Fuck much it. and why is my hair coming out yeah. oh my god so that guy was really sick for the rest of his life obviously <laughs> which was six more days oh yeah and <laughs> they they over time they kept over those 20 days they kept pulling teeth out because they could test the radiation buildup in the teeth so the guy goes in to get his fucking <laughs> like his arm and leg broken checked arm out, and broken leg, and they're like, instead of we gotta take out a you, tooth every five we're days, we're just gonna take your teeth, and we're gonna give you radiation poison. Well, they didn't tell him, and he goes, Obviously. "This is a good trade off." Fuck that! Yeah, this Isn't is this horrible? fucking ridiculous. So that basically that entire that exact scenario happened to at least eighteen more people across the eastern United States. I, I hate it because I do. I've read a lot about like the African-American community being very hesitant on getting COVID vaccines. And I don't I fucking totally blame get them <laughs> at on, all. Based on the history, I don't blame it. The people I, I do blame, blame though, are Rich. Gwyneth Paltrow. Like, if you're, oh. if you're a white piece of shit and you're like, I'm not going to get it because it's not holistic. Fuck you. Like, Go whatever. fuck yourself. But yeah, like... I don't blame black people for not getting fucking vaccines. Yeah, and that shit. There's and, a fucking yeah. historical data. There's a preponderance. Fuck, they've yeah. been and people in the medical A lot system. of a lot of them in certain communities are so hesitant to actually go get medical help because of the history. And yeah. I I do not yeah. blame any single person for not wanting to go to a rich white guy doctor <laughs> yeah. to so that they can. You can go in, explain your problem, and then not listen. Yeah, and they go, okay, here's plutonium. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. And that's not even getting into just the medical differences between black people and white people, how every study, medical study, is basically done on a middle-class white dude. So women and people of color are completely, like, just totally women and people fucked, of color yeah. respond to medication differently than white middle-aged dudes. Even white middle-aged Poor dudes react to medications differently because oh, of diet and all sorts true. of things. I'm glad Jesus. we have this pop filter because I, I blew yeah, directly into the microphone. <laughs> got a little little wind in here. But not not getting, you know, moving on from that, not getting into that. Yeah, sorry. Uh, we talked about the, the kids who were, who were fed, what is that, radioactive Kellogg's <laughs> yeah, oatmeal yeah, yeah. or whatever. Uh -huh. Yeah. That was a really big one. Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah, a fantastic story. I That's my favorite one Yeah, because... In Fallout 3, the game, they refer to it. Don't you they? can go to a school 
and they're fed a mysterious paste <laughs> or pink paste, and it's radi- radiograph or uh, fuck radioactive radioactive not radiographic it's it's radioactive and there's like all these little notes going around about how it is driving the kids insane and they're like getting <laughs> addicted to it jesus christ but yeah it, it's insane especially you know the kids with disabilities who these were fed to like, yeah no joke <laughs> jesus christ kids who are already basically abandoned by their parents to go to like a boarding school yeah they all have learning disabilities and then the government goes why don't we uh why don't we test? Why don't we give them some Let's some figure I like to stir the Kellogg's. pot of the genetic pot. Yeah. Remind you this like they weren't like good cornflakes now. These are anti masturbatory cornflakes. Yeah. No, it wasn't even cornflakes, it was Quaker oatmeal. And um, it, it sucks because And then they gave them radioactive milk with it. Yeah. Just to really like and, tie it. And it together. sucks because you know, you didn't have the urge to jerk off. You couldn't see your sperm slowly glowing more yeah. and more every night. Yeah. Um, if you were a poor pregnant woman, uh, you, there was a, there's a good chance that one of your prenatal vitamins that they would inject into you was just plutonium. Jesus Christ. Just to see what would happen to the baby. The fuck? If, if your doctor was on the Atomic Energy Commission, like, payroll, you were fucked. <laughs> Man, it's no wonder that generation turned out like such dog shit. <laughs> it's kind of true. Like, it's, it's no wonder... There's a disproportionate number of cases in that generation of in the 50s and 60s of pieces and cancer because everybody was sharing needles, you know, using the same needle for all the vaccinations. Easy, it's easier that way. Half of those vaccinations were filled with plutonium. (laughs) At least the half that went to the poor part of town. Um, of course, there's plenty of stories of soldiers just subjected to a ton of experiments. Where basically you, your commanding officer would come up to you and say, hey, go here, do this, don't ask any questions, and this never happened. Smoke this cigarette yeah. specifically. <laughs> go here, this guy who speaks with a German accent is going to tell you what to do. Figure it out and don't talk back. Goddamn. Uh, and prisoners, especially in, in Washington and Oregon, a lot of prisoners had their testicles irradiated. Oh, my God. And then when they were released, they went to have children who had horrible birth defects. Surprise, surprise. Who knew? Jesus. That's a busted uh, there, there's nut a, if I've ever seen one. I've, actually, a lot of these stories relate to testicles. They just irradiated a bunch of dudes' balls. <laughs> God, somebody was focused, hyper-focused. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, after all these studies were done and, you know, a lot of people died from it or died from the, you know, illnesses that come from radiation poisoning, uh, they would then, once you're dead in the ground, not even cold yet, they would then go dig you up, steal you, steal your corpse, not without consent from the family, without even letting them know, and then just like throw you in the ocean. Yeah, Why would you get (laughs) consent? You would know they'd say no. Yeah, exactly. And the, I'm being sarcastic, please. Yes, Nobody. we are. That's very sarcastic. <laughs> I believe in consent. <laughs> but yet, like, surprise, surprise. Yeah. That's fucking yeah. ridiculous. And yeah, they would just test them for radiation after they were dead or, like, do autopsies and all this shit. And a lot of times, yeah, they wouldn't return them. It's like, sad. you wouldn't even know that your loved one's corpse isn't there. It's like all of these are high school science fair projects that just went way out of hand. It really feels that way. God damn. Um, and that then, should have been the episode title. 
title. Top 10 high school science fair projects. <laughs> that went too far. That went too far. Number one, <laughs> you think when you're in prison, you're protected, and then you get your testicles <laughs> irradiated. Oh God! You've got some birth defects coming up no, next. No, we don't. We don't have the ad revenue coming in to be able to do something like that and spit out six ads every thirty seconds. Ugh, I hate that shit. So, and then a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about the Marshall Islands. You remember that? Mm-hmm. So the study of those people in the Marshall Islands became their own operation. It was like Operation Sunrise or something like that. That's one of them. Where they were just, well, we already nuked them. We may as well just study them without any compensation. <laughs> We've already started. Why not just fucking finish That's the exactly job? That's exactly it. God, dude. So th- those were the, let me let me just routinely look over to the side. Perfect. This is going to be a long episode. No, I'll, I'll cruise Delightful. through it. Those were the ones that really stuck out to me on the U.S. side. Uh-huh. And there were, you know, some other shitty governments around the world during this time period who also did unethical human experimentation with radiation you know i'm talking about the soviet union of course honestly i thought you were going to talk about like south america you know just i thought you were going to switch it up because that's generally what you do you don't really stick to like one idea when it comes to episode no you're that is true (laughs) so okay soviet union had so, a big radiation bush? We, weirdly enough. They tested on their own people? You know the game Stalker? That's real life. <laughs> That's real life <laughs> for the average Russian now. Didn't they just release a second one, like, recently? I don't know. Uh, they have they already have three. I have no idea. I don't know anything about uh, it. I don't know. I've only played the original one, and I haven't beat it yet. Pussy. It's really hard. Get on my level. Don't play them. Beat all of them, or don't play them at all. <laughs> <laughs> like you. Just don't play them. So, you know, a lot of them are very similar. Just injecting whoever the fuck they want, whenever the fuck they want, with radio, with, you know, radio, radio, why can't I, I keep, I'm really fucking tired. We are tired. not going to have any more oh my God. Kyle AJ episodes. This Ir- is actually, irradiated material. this is going to be a six-parter because every ten minutes we're going to take a break. I'm so, taking a nap. So AJ can Holy go shit. sleep for a day. So, a lot of them, though, here, not here, in Russia, the former Soviet Union. Uh, they, no, not here. We're not in Soviet uh, I mean, Russia. We're not here, uh, comrade. So I wish that I had, like, a sound bite of some Russian dude just screaming that sounds like it's from the other room. I, I, I'm gonna, I want the I'm going to get one. I want a sound bite of <laughs> Russian police officers kicking down our door. <laughs> just... <laughs> I'll get it. I'll Getting find, swatted by Russians. I'll find one from a Russian dude just screaming in another room. That would be we'll great. That. But uh, they're still classified. Or the information was lost during the fall or mm-hmm. sold off or whatever. Lost. Yeah. Either way, we lost don't know. Lost to fucking flames and shredders. We don't know a lot about them. But my favorite one is the Tatskoyi nuclear exercise. Okay. They wanted, the, the Soviet uh, government wanted to simulate breaking heavy enemy lines with a nuclear weapon. So, stopping trench warfare, essentially. Like, mm-hmm. we got to get through and bust these down. So, what they did... You can't build trenches if your arms are fucking degraded <laughs> Exactly. Off. So, what they did is, to simulate this, they put together 
a small army and dropped a nuke in the middle of nowhere. Kind God of. damn. They dropped an entire nuke and then said, 45,000 soldiers, thousands of vehicles. Get ready. They flew an airplane through and started testing different areas for levels of radiation. And then they said, okay, advance just like you were attacking an enemy. <laughs> and they ran And just had them walk through it. The very, very fresh explosion. They were given suits and gas masks and dosimeters. Bro, that shit ain't gonna hold They were up. given uh, trucks. Most people were sent to... Like, the idea was, oh, we gotta figure out where the lower radiation is in this area and then send most of our troops through there. But some of them can go through the higher dosage areas. What is this, like the 50s? Uh, yeah, 60s. And if they had only waited like 20 60s or 30 or 70s. more years, they could have just walked through Chernobyl and figured it out that way. Yeah, they really could have. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they hundreds to thousands, like 600 trucks, hundreds of tanks, airplanes, helicopters, like, this was a full-scale thing. Everybody was given guns, dosimeters, gas masks, gl gloves, suits. It was really organized. Um, one guy who was there actually reported he went through one of the higher irradiated areas, through basically the epicenter of where the bomb had landed, and he remembers he was pretty much alone because they didn't send a lot of people through. It was completely silent except for the clicking of his dosimeter, reading how many rads per second. They used rads back then um, as the measurement. And he remembers looking at the ground and walking through, and it was this crunchy glass, the entire ground, because it was so hot. It had melted the silica oh, into a thin fucking... layer of glass. Jesus. And, he, and it was just silent. That's cool. Terrifying. <laughs> I mean, cool to hear about. Cool to hear about. <laughs> yeah. A cool experience if you're in good gear. Yeah, if you're reading about it. Yeah. So uh, a lot of the nearby villages were evacuated. They were paid a daily, like, cost until the radiation went down. So, like, one loaf of bread per day. It seems they were, affordable. They were, pre they were paid way better than I thought. <laughs> and they, they were... And it was daily until the radiation levels were back down to safe for prolonged um, periods. Their houses were insured, so if their house got blown up or burnt or whatever, because a couple of the houses did burn up right on the edge, um, they got a payout. And if they chose to not go back, if they said, I don't want to go back there, they would be given a settlement, and in some cases, they would be just given a house. Are like, we talking about the same fucking The Russia? Soviet <laughs> Union, yeah, would build houses along this river, uh, somewhat in the area, but far enough out of the range Damn. that there was no radiation. Not bad. There's a four-room house, not bad. Yeah. For these little villages. Um, yeah, so like weirdly well thought out. Everybody was geared, dosed. And then a couple of people came out and said, the people only really given the gear were the people who went to the worst spot. Oh, fuck. A lot of people didn't even have gas masks. And a lot of people who had gas masks didn't wear them because it was 114 <laughs> degree, 115 degrees, 46 Celsius. Oh. So they were just impossible to wear. Yeah. Plus the fallout, just heating everything Jesus, up. really the um, fuck. The gear wasn't removed properly. Like when you're in chemical biological weapon gear, you have to take it off in a very specific way and get decontaminated. That didn't happen. They basically just took it off, yeah. throw it in a pile. Jesus. It wasn't removed or cleaned properly. Um, 
the evacuation was half-assed. If somebody said, I don't want to evacuate, they said, okay, dig a ditch. <laughs> God damn. So the reported test was awesome. In reality, it was Not a so really much. shittily yeah. put together. A lot Jesus. of people tried to, like, sue the government, but the Soviet Union fell. So... Hard to sue something that isn't around anymore. Interesting. Yeah. So a lot of people just got really sick and fucking died. Jesus. So that that's that was my favorite <laughs> so far. Fuck. And then the Semipalantisk test site. It's the main Soviet nuclear test site. It's near Kazakhstan. This place was cool as hell. Not only now is it open to the public year-round. Scientists, U.S. and Russian scientists, took like 17 years and I think somewhere in the range of $150 million to secretly clean this site up because after the fall of the, after actually uh, 1989 until like 2002, it was basically unattended with, uh, you know, plutonium just there. God. Enriched radioactive waste <laughs> and materials. They're just there because yeah, they did above ground and below ground. So they, they would drill and then nuke, and it created just this system of it. just caves yeah. and shit. So they had to create, like... Just left all their tailings at that one spot, basically? Yeah, this whole area. Jesus Christ. What, and, is this down in Green River, Utah? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and th there was a really big risk that rogue governments or terrorists could get the material to make a nuke. Because making a nuke isn't hard. You could learn how to do it on YouTube, it. but getting the enriched uranium or plutonium or whatever it is, the, the enriched material is the hard part, and they just had it. It was just there. God damn. It, this site also had a gulag where they would force their prisoners to mine radioactive material. It's oh fine, like uranium. Um, they ended up doing 456 tests before 1989. Uh, and the whole point of the site was, hey, all of these, like, Hundreds and hundreds of acres, thousands of acres, completely abandoned, according to some secretary in the Soviet Union, saying what his boss wants him to hear. Because there were villages all through that. It exposed 1.5 million people to radioactive fallout. Oh my God. From almost five, from 456 tests, almost 500 Jesus. tests. Jesus. Uh, there, I, I read one article on this. I have no idea... If it's as widespread as they were leading me, as they were writing, you know, mm -hmm. it very well could have been a little dramatic. But a lot of the people in this area still, to this day, consider themselves mutants. Fuck. Because they are heavily mutated. Uh, a, a test of a lot of the villages showed up to 80% increased DNA mutations. Oh the God. children of people in that area... 50% gene uh, more genetic defects. What the fuck? Oh my god. Dude. And there there was a, a time period where people would come into the town, but they would only be wearing the full gear, and that convinced them, oh, we can live here and eat and we're fine, but they have to come in with suits. Oh, So Jesus. we're resistant. So there's a group of people who think they're resistant but really they're and just mutants, so, but they're just, they're just super continually sick. continually fucking mutating and sick. Yeah. Good lord. And just there's a huge lack of lack of education. Obviously, nobody's gonna go teach there. And yeah, they didn't inform the villagers when the bomb started. They never evacuated anybody. Jesus. And Christ. it was like two decades, almost three decades of just 
nuking everywhere. Just right around these villages. Yeah, just Good a ton God. of villages. And I think that was on purpose. Oh, of course. Like, I, I don't think it was just, oh, we just won't tell them about that because it's easier. And it makes me look good that I found a good site. It's more, now we can go study these people for decades. Yeah, it's exactly that. It's that they they have test subjects already, but it's oversight subjects. Yeah. So to to kind of square this episode away, it's I'm not I'm not done yet, but those were the the really big ones that leaped out that have a lot of good information on them. There there are a ton. Mm-hmm. I could do six hours on this topic because it's there's just so many, <laughs> so many examples. But I'm going to talk to talk about two people who I came across in my research. The first one is Anatoly Bergorsky. I briefly mentioned him two weeks ago. Anatoly Bergorsky. Yeah, I didn't say his name. He was born June 25th, 1942. As far as I know, he's still alive. Okay. He's a particle physicist. Uh, he worked in um, in the Soviet Union. He was going, he was getting his PhD, and he was working on the largest particle accelerator in the USSR. Uh, Nineteen seventy eight comes around. He's almost got his PhD. Got a couple years left, and there's a part that's malfunctioning. So he opens it up, turns on the safety mechanisms that basically shut it down, and he starts working on this little part inside the particle accelerator. That's broken. I imagine he's got a handle of vodka and a screwdriver. Yeah. And he's just fixing this, this part, and another part breaks while he's fixing that part. Typical Soviet Union, whatever. Unfortunately, the part that, the second part that broke was the safety mechanism. Oh. So it just launched a proton beam while he was in the particle accelerator. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and he, he just says he saw a flash brighter than a thousand suns. But he had no pain at all. And he's like, well, yeah, oh, shit. Fucking burn and fucking cauterized, <laughs> cauterized his everything. wounds immediately. And he's like, oh, that was weird. That wasn't good. I'm not going to report it. What? It's it's like when you accidentally get needles stuck in a hospital, but you just ran their blood lab and you know that they don't have anything. So you just don't report it. Yeah, not that I know anybody totally, who's done that. Totally relatable. I haven't done that. I haven't. That that is the truth. I haven't. But I know somebody who has. Jesus. But yeah, they. He was just like, I'm not gonna report this. I'm gonna finish fixing this. Whatever. He's a genius. Yeah, totally fine. Bosses can't get mad if they haven't heard about it. So what had happened is a proton beam, basically a single particle, went through the back of his head, through two lobes in his brain, into his left middle ear. Back to the front of his face and out the left side of his nose. Ooh. Just bouncing around Yeah, in took, a, took a little bounce. Scrambled him up a little bit. By the next day, everything along the path had swollen. His brain, his ear, the bones, the skin, the muscle, everything. The fuck? Was swelling just along that path. And he had... <laughs> they tested him. He had received a lethal dose of radiation. Oh, <laughs> like, God. Like, absolutely beyond many times the lethal dose of radiation. And he was just like, well, I'm swollen, so I, I gotta report it now. He gets flown to a hospital in Moscow, and they're like, this dude's gonna die in, like, two days. Let's study him. Jesus. And somehow he, the swelling went down. 
He had no intellectual impairment. He got it. He finished his PhD. He went deaf in his left ear, just tinnitus. So he would just hear ringing yeah. in his left ear. His left side of his face was paralyzed. He, yeah, no intellectual disability or impairment, but he would get mentally fatigued faster than before. Uh-huh. And he would occasionally have a seizure. And that's it. I he mean, finished his PhD. He kept working for the same company. Fucking hell. He, uh... Solid trade-off. He got really high in, in this. It was basically the Russian version of the Atomic Energy Commission. Um, or department or whatever. And he was like, okay, cool. I've been working here for a while. I'm having seizures. I can't afford my own epilepsy medicine after the fall of the Soviet Union. I'm going to try to get on disability. He was denied. <laughs> what? He was denied disability because what it's a different it's a different government. Oh my <laughs> god, bro. And he 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 has spoken many times about wanting to be studied in the US. Yeah. With, with uh, western doctors and stuff, but he's too poor to leave his city. Because he can't work because he's so old now and his specialty is in particle physics and because of the, you know, the seizures and the uh, ne- uh, and the deafness, like, people don't hire him. <laughs> so he's just... What the fuck? That's... Isn't that fucking crazy? So shitty, yeah. Uh, if you guys are curious, there is a picture of, like, the place where the proton went in. And then out by his nose. All right, it's like show a me. Profile shot. You can like Spin see that around. The little like fucking. Oh just god, he's so swollen. And then his nose. Damn. You can see the exit point. You know what? Put that on the it's on crazy. the Instagram, but like right now, so so that nobody nobody has the concept or any information right. on it. No background story. Just yeah. Boop. Um. Yeah. So that was fun. Jesus, dude. <laughs> Fuck that. And they studied the shit out of him. And then we're going to talk about James M. Gates Jr. I've also seen that he has B, like it might be James M. B. Gates Jr. Not 100% sure. So this dude was uh, very unfortunate. <laughs> and this kind of ties us back to post-World uh, War II. This ties us back to Bill Gates Bill Clinton, not Gates. Jesus, that's a little bit of a slip. <laughs> no, I totally, told you I'm very tired. Totally the same. All right, you done posting that? Nope. Oh, well, hurry up. I don't want to tell the story without your full undivided attention. No, you're good. Go ahead. Okay. So this dude was 15, and he went to Korea, to the Korean War. And he saw combat. He was... I... I think i was reading he was like a prisoner of war and he was beat the fuck was that (laughs) sorry my i went to instagram and it didn't autoplay and the fucking sound was on all right get off get off uh i'm fucking doing what you asked me to do hurry up oh my god keep telling your story i'm listening he was part of the segregated 95th engineers combat battalion and he was a munitions expert so he specialized in, you know, like, setting bombs, setting traps. Um, uh, what's the what's the term for 
un unsetting a trap. <laughs> what, the, what the fuck? Like disable? Disabling. Yeah, he would like disable booby traps. Uh, or yeah. like nice. if there were, if a bomb landed and didn't explode, he would be the one to go he disarm it. Disarm and everything. Yeah, he was a really smart dude. Um but you know, being in the segregated 95th Engineers Combat Battalion in the 50s, you know, this is pre-civil rights movement. So if you know who the 95th Engineers Combat Battalion is, if you've heard of them, you know exactly where this is going. Because these guys did a lot of shit in history. He was born in uh, 1935, by the way. I totally, totally forgot. So 1953, his unit was shipped to Missouri for training. Even though they had already gone through basic training, they were going through basic training again after the war. But this time but under this time, radioactive stress. No, this time they used poison gas. Like chemical weapons. What the fuck? They were just exposed to him. Jesus yeah. Christ. It's great. What a what a great way to train a group. <laughs> you tried basic training. Now try basic training too. Yeah. <laughs> Advanced training. God. Then in 1954, they were set to Yakima, Washington to be... <laughs> oh, another ba basic training three? Uh, Is it as of, good as Police Academy They 3? were sent to be extras in a movie called To Hell and Back. <laughs> God damn it. I don't what fucking... The fuck? Yeah. July 1954. So later that year, after they were movie stars, well, movie extras, unpaid because they were in the military. Yeah. In the army. So they were sent by night train. Which you always know if you're gonna if you're being deployed by night train, it's because they don't want you to desert. <laughs> they don't want you to go AWOL. God. They went to Camp Desert Rock. Okay. Sounds which, like a totally cool, good place. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's in Nevada somewhere. Oh, it's definitely a cool, good place then. Oh yeah. They his job and his group's uh job was to make fake towns in the middle of the desert for some reason. They're like, build build a build an entire American town here. Fill it with mannequins and jackrabbits that you catch. Put them in cages and put the jackrabbits just at these random distances across the desert and in these houses. But he was since he was the munitions expert, he would also be rigging detonator detonators for some reason. Wasn't told any information. Basically, it was, told it was do your job and for, shut the uh, fuck up. It was for Twilight Zone. Episodes. Yeah, it was. For, yeah, it was for the one with the helicopter that chopped <laughs> those kids' heads off. Um, and and dig ditches, and then we're gonna nuke all this shit that you just did. Yeah, I was like, why the fuck were they? I've never heard of the jackrabbits being part of these tests. They would apparently tether them at different distances. But then I also read, I mean, it's one source. It's him. He's the source. So, but I, I wasn't really able to find anybody else saying it. But he's also, by the time he passed away, he was the last one in his group alive. Like, oh, yeah. obviously, a lot of the people in his group died really young. So, who knows? All I'm saying, he's the primary source. He said this. He said that there were, the rabbits were used to because of their bones after they died their bones would be left in the desert and it would hide and would cover for what they called the desert rats 
which were humans who were put in a in an area on the nuclear test site called the monkey cage. It was a place where you were set, you know, because they would always have like the different people in ditches and whatever hiding. They would always dig a, a ditch way closer. One person's a little a closer than everybody people, else. Uh, and the desert rats were a little closer and they were expected to die. Jesus. That was the whole point of them being there is we want to study what happens when you die from this. What the fuck? Isn't that fucked up? Yeah. I've never heard of this before. This is the, you know, it's crazy. So. God damn. It honestly doesn't surprise me. <laughs> no, not at all. It it doesn't surprise me. It just shocks me. <laughs> so the the idea was, oh, they would, you know, when they die, they, they're in the desert. So eventually they'll turn to bones and then there will be jackrabbit bones there. And then if someone comes out and says something about it, they can say, oh, no, those were from the jackrabbits that we set out there. Here, we'll go grab some of their bones. And then you can bring the the jackrabbit bones to the courtroom and say, look, test them for radiation. These were there. We This is what they're talking about. They, they're they they're black people. They're stupid. Oh they're, they misidentified. They thought they were human bones. They're jackrabbit bones. That's what God the that's damn. what the military what was were, saying. That's not were, me. Yeah, no. I'm not saying that. You caught me a little off guard. I was like, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not me. That like, it's it's like a a level of plausible deniability, Jeez. which is also why I think nobody came out and said anything. Yeah. So. Good lord. That was a tangent that that I like tried to find more stuff on, and there's not a lot on it. Obviously. Yeah, since he's the only that really talked about it. Well, that and like. Everyone else is dead. I mean, he so. yeah, he definitely wasn't supposed to talk about it, but everybody else died so early. This dude was crazy. So he did that for years. <laughs> he was within uh, half a mile of seven nukes going off. Oh, my off. God. One time, he was actually blown out of his trench. Like, he was probably supposed to be a desert rat. Mm -hmm. And he was blown out of his trench. He woke up 11 days later. With his one arm and leg being surgically reconstructed. Oh, my God. Like, it was that bad. So he, you know, throughout this entire time period, he would... every All the food they ate was irradiated. All the water they drank was local and irradiated. The air that they breathed was full of fallout. So he was like, well, I just had my arm and leg, like, fucking surgically reconstructed. You had to graft arteries to save the limb from being amputated like i should probably get like a medical discharge out yeah, of the military for real and he was denied what yeah anybody else what the would have been fuck? would have been given a medical discharge yeah and well because if he goes out and he gets a medical discharge and they have to pay he him. starts working with a doctor that doesn't know what the fuck is going on that too they find out the fallout yeah, that and... They find out how badly yeah. he's been infected, and it becomes a bigger it thing. It becomes a bigger thing, yeah. So he would actually drive back out to the sets, to the fake towns, and the munitions that he set up later in the night, and cut wires to sabotage it. Oh, To delay, shit. because he was just getting sick of it. Like, he figured out what was going on. Yeah. He figured out, these people, we're getting sick. Damn, My crew is getting dude. sick. Everybody around me is getting sick. After these bombs, like there's other stuff going on. We know what radiation is. We know what fallout is. Mm -hmm. This is fucked up. So he would try to delay it and he would get arrested, but it would delay the bomb and it would get yeah. him away from it. Jesus. For that day. Yeah. And then he would be like, you know, military commander, like, don't do that again. Okay, go do, 
go make go set up another bomb. Yeah, go get blown up again. Yeah, but it would delay it. <laughs> so he eventually he was hitchhiking on a desert highway to I don't know end of the shift at work I guess. And he was just trying to get away. Yeah, just going home for the night. And he became friends. He got picked up by a guy who ended up being a reporter. Oh. Named uh, nice. Paul Jacob. Paul Jacobs? Jacob Jacobs? I'm not sure. I wrote Jacob. And he became an informant over time. You know, they built up a relationship. Um, the information gained from this... Um, relationship was made into a British movie called Geiger Sweet Geiger Sour, which is banned in the U.S. Huh, surprise, surprise. So I'm going to try to find it and watch it, and if I do, I'll set a link. We'll watch it together. That'll be date night. I'm down. So, like, of course it's banned in the U.S., (laughs) but I am really excited to try to find that movie where basically he blew the lid on everything. Good. That was going on, but he wasn't able to retire because of that and denied the medical shit and he was arrested a couple of times so they basically said well you're out of the army but you don't get a retirement which is pretty bullshit (laughs) so he had to keep working for like the reserves yeah he ended up getting married he had eight kids he he drove (laughs) it gave him super sperm it did he was wildly potent yeah he he ended up driving a cab he worked at a steel mill. He worked at a post office. He opened his own restaurant, just trying to make ends meet. And he was denied social security forever. Good like, lord. He ended up being homeless for 12 years. Even though he, you know, you're in the army. He had a yeah. full career since the age of 15 in the army. So no retirement from that. No social security, which he was definitely... Like, um, he definitely should have gotten, not including the medical disability that he should have gotten for the injuries yeah, that he welcome, got. Like, welcome to the harsh reality of being a fucking USA vet. Yes. Yeah, God. seriously. So in those 12 years of homelessness, he had a heart attack. The radiation poisoning had settled into the connective tissue in his joints. So all of his connective tissue started to deteriorate. He constantly went through major organ failure it's like they were taking turns failing oh my god his teeth fell out he his appendix burst he went to heart failure he had no insurance and the doctors were shocked he survived all yeah. of these like no idea how the fuck he survived like the radiation caused all that but it also must have cured him i don't fucking Shit. know Jesus. So he got pissed, as as one would, totally understandably, and he ended up being like an advocate, a protester. He was politically activated, uh, activated, poli- politically activated. The radiation activated his, his politics. Yeah, his, his politics. His politic. Yeah. Uh, he raised awareness. There were a lot of indigenous people in the area that they were nuking, so he rose a lot of awareness in those communities. He would go to them. And say, especially like the Shoshone people, they have a memorial they created for him because he went into their community and said, I like spilled the beans. The military has been testing nukes. You are downwind. Damn. Like, figure this shit out. Get tested. Make it stop. Let's do this. Yeah. And he, he spent the entire, you know, 
that last act of his life being active and trying to get, uh, you know, he, he went to sue, basically, for damages, the government, and the government said, uh, I mean, sorry, the judge, not the government. Yeah. The judge said, uh, there's no case here. Well, yeah. Yeah. So he spent years trying to get his case in the Court of Appeals. He finally gets it. And two months before his hearing is set, he dies. God damn it. From the radiation poisoning that he was suing them for. Which, if you remember, we've talked about this before, that is an extremely common U.S. government uh, strategy. Yeah. You wait until the people are basically dead, and then you give a settlement, like the downwinders. It's because they can afford to do it. Yeah. They, They were, like, if they had paid, done their settlement... At the peak, when everybody was mid to late age, it would have cost billions of dollars, but they waited till almost everyone was dead, and they only had to pay out $125 million. Yeah. Jesus. Which we talked about in The Destroyer of St. George. Mm-hmm. I don't know what episode it was, but I like that one. That uh, season two, like, episode six or some shit. It's pretty good. So, super common strategy <laughs> to just wait until they're almost dead. God and then damn. Bill Clinton actually came out. Because of this guy and said and like made a formal acknowledgement through the government, like the government formally apologized and acknowledged the radiation poisoning of VA vets. And for some reason, during his whole speech, he also acknowledged he didn't have sexual relations with him, which I don't know why. It was just one of those things. It was like he brought it up and you're like. If you have to bring it up, you probably did. Bill Clinton. Well, no. Interestingly enough, (laughs) there's a, you know, if if the government comes out and said, hey, we did this and sorry, you may be, you know, legally entitled to some kind of compensation. So they made sure that that announcement went out the same day of the OJ trial. Oh, my God. Of of, course. Of the end. What's what's that called? The... uh, the indictment? No, the uh, results of it. Like, oh yeah. What's the term for that? Uh, when the trial closed and everything. Yeah, they yeah. Actually, basically, when they, they when give they the said verdict. the verdict. Yeah. yeah. Same day the verdict was released, they did the announcement, so nobody fucking knew about it until all those vets were basically dead. Jesus Christ. And guess what? It worked. Your family can't claim that compensation, even if they are directly affected by that irradiated testicle. <laughs> That you came out of. Oh, my God. Sorry, it only goes to the actual person who was there. What the fuck? <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, yeah, so I, I think that's I think that's all I got. Good God, man. So there you go. More, more radiation. I'm mutated, and I'm not even entitled to fucking compensation. the funds that made... Oh, my God. Dude, the... I, like, I'm not even going into the fact that most of these nukes that were dropped were, you know, created by the Nazis that we were enemies with less than a decade before. Oh, surprise, surprise, because we took them on as advisors. <laughs> yeah, paid advisors. We treated them better than they, you know... Uh, we we let them and their family come into the country. Meanwhile, we limited how many Jews could come into the country. It's because we don't like refugees in the U.S. for some fucking reason. <sighs> it's fucking crazy. Even though the U.S. is literally, literally based made off of... of the idea of refugees. Yeah, it's so contradictory. Like any <sighs> any family, not any, a lot of families in this area who weren't genocided... Uh, you go back a couple generations and you're a refugee. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, 
What the fuck? <laughs> Figures. Uh, See, it's it's easy when your family's getting uh, genocided and you flee the country and come to America, where you then genocide the indigenous people here. It's perfect. It's a perfect system. It's a perfect world. Uh, Ying, yang, balance. Vicious cycle. <laughs> I love it. You got Patreon? Oh, I'm thirsty. My my throat's so no. dry. You can drink when the episode's done. All right. The chair people of the PP, Mini D, and Nordic Thunder. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Patreon.com forward slash points of pressure. Yeah. Um,. But yeah, of thank course, you thank you guys. You so help us much. keep the lights on and, you know, single-handed show. Yeah, oh, fucking yeah. hell. Oh, y'all. Uh, Abby, AJ's Third Nut, Haley, Lindo, Toddle Waddle, Casey McFacey, Dark Runner, D's Nuts, and Larry Ravo. Thank you. Um, thank you guys so much. You help us, you know, continue fucking to do, do this, this for three yeah. years or whatever. Yeah, shit. I mean, we're coming up on three years in September and. We really cannot thank you guys enough. I honestly, I never thought that we would be at this point. I didn't oh, never. think we would ever hit where like what eleven, ten, ten subscribers on Patreon. Jesus, eleven, eleven. I should probably subscribe. Why? <laughs> Money laundering? No, I don't know. Yeah, right. No, just get an NFTs for that. Um, <laughs> but thank you guys so much for for keeping us afloat and everything and as always reach out to us on instagram and twitter for show movie book uh fucking article i don't know whatever if you want to talk to somebody and you need somebody reach out to us we're always happy to respond find us in instagram and twitter at points o pressure and we will catch you guys next week remember geiger sweet geiger sour geiger sweet geiger sour <laughs>